Here's why I wanted, wanted to do this, for a multitude of reasons. Can I be transparent and tell you why, why I wanted to do this? Can I be transparent and tell you why I wanted to do this? Yes. I wanted to have an opportunity to, that, to number one, not warn them of it because I wanted you to see authenticity and transparency. They're not prepped to say something at all. Like, they don't even know what questions I'm going to ask them. Did I, did I tell y'all in advance what was going to happen? Nope. No, we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to get the real. You set us up. Right. <laughs> because I think that because we constantly say we're not an academy, we're not a university, we are my family. And family doesn't what? Family does not lie to each other. Family does not cheat each other. Family supports each other. Once you're in the mob, you're always in the mob. You, even if you're not exchanging revenue, are you good? Are you okay? What do I say all the time? Hey, when I say, tell me your win, you know your wins are not just your money. Tell me your losses. Tell me your, what's going on with your family. What's yeah. on down the line? So these things are important to me. So I wanted you all to hear from your family members who've been with me for a little while and kind of their experiences, their journeys. What's now? What's next for them? Thought it would be a great way to start the day having an M2 prompt conversation with a few ladies of the mob. I should have brought in some of, some of my guys, <laughs> a, few, a few guys from the mob that has been killing it, made millions of dollars in the space. Some I won't say the names now, but you guys know who I'm talking about, mm -hmm. who's made millions. And I don't think y'all realize how hard of a feat it is to go from idea to millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can make it out of your head, you can make it anywhere. I'm going to say that one more time. If you can make it out of your head, the doubt, the confusion, the overwhelm, the frustration, will this work? You can make it anywhere. So I want to start the conversation by tossing it to Jasmine because I think that your story and your journey will help someone else because many of you might be in that position to where it's like, hey, she said she, she was in the background just serving. Then to... As you learn and evolve more, she's always in the room, always at events. You get exposed to information. You're like, yo, I created an offer based on ignorance, but as I learn new information, I realize I don't want to do it that anymore. What does it feel like to continue to pivot in your business and have the confidence? Like, what did, what did it take to say, man, I put all this energy into this. Now, that I offer that selling. Now I'm going to pivot into a whole new thing, learn the whole process again. What is that experience like? Um, honestly, at first, it was nerve-wracking. And then you get that um, imposter syndrome that we all feel. Um, and especially being a mom and somebody who's trying to really do what's best for her children first, um, you want to make sure that you're doing something and you're generating revenue. So having to pivot and being okay with that was something that I struggled with because I felt like, well, maybe I'm all over the place. I felt like, well, maybe I thought I heard God say this, but he didn't say that. What made me okay with it is having a leader lead by example. And that's the truth. Again, that's the reason why I'm still here. To, have to see your leader pivot and be okay with it and pivot because um, it was beneficial not only to them but to their clients that they're selling, I always wanted to make a bigger impact. That's what made it okay for me. And being in a community that supports you in that move, not only supports you like, okay, yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea, but actually gives you the tools and the resources to be able to do that, that's what made me comfortable being able to pivot. Wow, wow, wow. Now, some major, now you do realize, I tell you this all the time, every time that you have a money pivot, you have to have a messaging pivot. And that's the hardest part. 
That's the hardest part. Can you can you tell them your brand message real quick? So I help female solopreneurs explode their five. That's their followers, impact, visibility, and engagement. I believe if I can help you get visible and teach you how to engage effectively, that you will make the impact that you need to make and grow your followers. Your followers really are your family, and that's your community. And I do that by way of social media. Did you hear how clear that is? That means that when... When you are not confused in your head, it's much easier to communicate to your clients the value that you offer, correct? Yes, yes? yes. Because she didn't break rule number one. She, when I say tell them what you do, what's rule number one? What's rule number one we don't break? You're not an industry. So she didn't say, I'm a social media manager, I'm a social media expert. She talked about who she helped and how she helped them. So she is a solution to a problem, an answer to a question, not an industry. Fantastic. So tell my girl, Melissa, <laughs> what I want you to speak to is the mindset surrounding, like, anybody who knows what it's like to do live events, to speak from stage, like, tell them what you do, and tell them the journey of, of like, I don't care if you want to talk about the confusion, the frustration, yeah. the, hey, I'm making money with this group of people, but I realize I want to elevate as a, as a coach. Mm -hmm. And you know how hard it is to leave a group of people behind because your education outgrew them? Mm. And you're like, man, I don't want to abandon them. Anybody ever, ever had that experience? I have. Because mm. I realized, like, man, I got more to offer. That's what made me finally say, you know, it's time for the mob millionaires. Y'all started hitting. Mm. Those in the mentorship, then y'all start hearing the difference in tone, yeah. the yeah, difference in transition. I'm like, yo, I got I to start, start talking at the, level, at the altitude I fly at. Mm. Can you speak to that? Yeah, so for me, ooh, I came into Mob at a time where I was on what I call my second round of entrepreneurship. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I mean by that. Like, I spent 20 years in corporate America as a national trainer, a speaker. So when you're dominating in a corporate field, you actually like your job, you think that's good enough. The problem with that, though, was is that I didn't own my time, nothing about my life I owned. If they said get on a plane, I had to get on a plane. They said leave my family, I had to leave my family. And I left it, started a business, and I hinged that business on the contract of one six-figure client, lost it and lost everything. I don't know if you knew that. Um, went back to work at a marketing agency just to get on my feet, and that's when I met Marcus, and I was like, man, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> I, I just can't. When you get a taste of it, you're like, I can't go back. And I made promises, like Brittany said, I made promises to my single mother and grandmother um, I made promises because I was raised by four generations of single women, and I was like, I, I have to be the one. And I remember talking to you the first time, and the mindset shift for me, you were like, why, why do you want this? And I was like, bro, I want to be home taking care of my grandma. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I, can't, I can't do this for other people no more. The shift was, though, when, I, when you talk about like getting money in one place, I very much understood what it took to serve high-level executives because not only was I a trainer, I was coaching executives behind the scenes how to be speakers and how to own a stage. They knew how to run a business, but they didn't know how to have a message and be the personal brand of the business. And I'm talking about like Fortune 500 executives who didn't have a message or know how to speak. And it was like, that's cool and all, but their why didn't resonate with me. And even I was, I was speaking in the corporate space, and I still do, but it didn't feed me. And I was coaching people who were like me, though, 
um, other high, other executives who were like, hey, there's not another promotion to get. There's nobody else is going to give me another raise. I want to use my voice. I want to use what I have. And I started seeing these other women who were like me who felt stuck at these jobs. And I was like, yo, you're so dope. You got a message. You need to start teaching. You need to start coaching. You need to start speaking. And they're like, well, show me how to do what you did. So that took a lot of courage, um, not not to do it, but to tell my mama, hey, like, uh, I'm, I'm about to start doing this part. And she was like, you about to what? <laughs> I'm not going to do as much corporate. And that's all I knew was that space. And when something is all you know, it's very scary to go from B to B and serve in B to C because it was like, ooh, um... What if they can't pay? Like this company, I know they, I know they yeah, check gonna yeah. be good, but you, I, don't, I mean, you had the finance. I don't know what's gonna happen when we make this right. It was, it was a huge risk, and first was the mindset, and you prepared me for this when we had the conversation, that when you pivot, you need to be prepared and have people to hold you up for the loss that's gonna happen before the game. Yeah. Yes, I lost clients. Who just weren't, and they said, I'm not mentally prepared to go where you're going. He even prepared me. He's like, hey, you're going to do a 30 day stretch here. Like, get your messaging together. Like, okay, when's the day you're going to shift? I set a date. Then I was like, okay. And I had kind of been doing the shift for a few months. People started seeing it, but I was scared to just say it. And here's the thing if you know something is out of integrity with you and you don't want to do it anymore, write down what your new life looks like and start explaining it to people. I, I literally, I sent an open letter to my email list. Hey, you've probably seen these things happening. Here's what's about to change in my life and business. You may have come in at a different part of my journey, but I invite you to go with me. Invite people to go with you, and you'll be surprised by the ones who stay. Wow, wow. And that's, that's what happened. The ones who stayed were the ones who invested. Here's what I love about her journey. Tell them what you do. So I help high-level executives, professionals, and entrepreneurs out-earn your current income by using your voice and building your own stage, whether live or in person, activating your voice by speaking around the world. Come on. Oh, that's a poverty clap. I know a Marcus message when I hear one. <laughs> when I tell you, when I say something like your words create wealth, and I just said you can have your own stage, and not somebody else's, that's the mindset shift. Mm -hmm. That when you take your words that you've been giving to people in boardrooms and you go from a boardroom to the globe with your message, yeah. that's major. Last thing I want you to jump into, what country were you in speaking? Like where well, you was gone for a long time too. When? The most <laughs> which, one? The what, one, which one? What I was said? it? Top, tell us a okay. few of them. Okay, so in the last year, I've um, been very fortunate. Um, one of the goals I made for myself as a speaker was I don't, I wanted to shift from virtual stages, which I built several of those during the pandemic. And I said, when I say global speaker, I don't want to put cap on mine and say oh, I'm an international speaker, but I haven't stood on that soil. So in the last year, um, I've spoken in India. I spent some time in India um, helping to build orphanages and schools and spoke in front of 700,000 people live in person. Put up, clap yep. 700,000. Wow. 700,000. Like where you were talking about, you hear the sound go out and it comes back like a wave and almost knocks you down. That's a real thing. But there's a skill to do that. Um, also, um, speaking and actually coaching youth in the Bahamas. 
with having their voice and speaking, helping them build their own programs, as well as Uganda. I love it. I love it. I want to toss it to Brittany, Bettini. Oh, you already mic'd up. Oh, you already know. <laughs> now, Brittany is the definition of serial entrepreneur. When I met her, janitorial business, so well, multiple seven-figure janitorial business, like you, she just didn't leave no business in all of the Carolinas for nobody. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, uh, before I got here, I got a $93,000 a month contract from the state of North Carolina to clean three hospitals. <laughs> Them y'all, government y'all contracts. Clapping, y'all clapping boy. like that ain't nothing. Y'all, y'all, Hold on now. Y'all playing. Y'all, hey, listen. Say the number again. They didn't hear she just it in the said, back. I got you. Woo. She said 93000 a month. And y'all was like, that's a cute. Month. That's cute. Okay. A month. $93,000 a month. Thank you. I'm getting money. I'm getting money. That's cute. I mean, I, I would tell them I'll get around to it. I'll follow. I, what? Janitorial business that she's killing the game has a phenomenal multiple seven figure. And they just celebrated their anniversary with her virtual staffing company. Just opened up and it is in the process of opening up an event space. Like she is the definition of if execution was a person. You cannot tell her information, and she don't do it. Like, if you right now, I was like, Brittany, you should do this, this, this. Okay. By tonight, she going to be, hey, so I did this, this, and this. Like, what? Like, your journey is untraditional. You know, many of them, I'm sure they heard parts of your story of what you went through from abuse and domestic violence and on down the line. How did you get to this place where you shorten the gap between information and execution? Like, like what? Like, how does that happen? So number one, I don't take advice from people I wouldn't trade places with. Um, A lot of us, we spend a lot of time listening to people who have dreams that they've never executed on tell us how we should execute on ours. And it's a waste of your time. And if you can silence that noise, and then listen to the people who believe in you, who pour into you, and who have actually done something with their lives that you would want to do in yours, then there's no, like, gray area anymore. You can just take that information and execute it without second-guessing yourself. Like, I, I love a lot of people, but if you haven't done what I'm trying to do, nothing you say is going to stop me from doing what I'm trying to do. Who does that resonate with? Like, there's, that I, you look at the room. You're like, bro, you keep telling me that this won't work, but you've never tried this. Here's what I want to do. Can I give you an example? Oh, go ahead. So I'm in the process. I, I got a 10,000 square foot building on Main Street in my hometown. Now, I used to uh, run that street ragged as a young girl, making all sorts of ruckus and problems for the city. And now I have one of the most beautiful buildings on it, and I'm turning it into an event space. And I have about 10, right now I'm running all the businesses from the office in there while construction's going on so I can keep an eye on things. And I have about 10 old white men a day come into the building, unannounced, uh, without an appointment, 
and to tell me what they would do with the building if it was theirs. I swear to you, I cannot make this up. And every single time, the first couple times I was like, okay, well, thank you so much. And the last three people, it happened on Wednesday, uh, the last three people that walked in, I said, well, I cannot wait to see your event space. You let me know the address and I'll pop by. (laughs) Because why are we taking unsolicited advice? You taught me something when we first met each other. I used to give, I used to give unsolicited advice. Something that you did, I do every day now. Do you care if I share my screen? Is it all right with you if I, if I give you some advice here? Would, would you like it if I told you what I would do in the situation? If someone isn't asking you if you want that advice or if you're not asking them for the advice, don't listen to it. And so that's one thing that you taught me that I still use every single day of my life is, you know, I was just given to, I was telling everybody, they weren't even entrepreneurs. I'm like, listen, I know how to make you a million dollars. And they don't even care. Yeah. They are happy at their job, and they don't, they're like, this girl is crazy. <laughs> um, and so, you know, learning to not only not take other people's advice that isn't solicited, but not to give it either. Wow. My family, what do I ask? What do I ask before I start coaching you? Say it a little louder. Is it okay if I coach you on that? Why? I grew up in the South. You don't walk in somebody's house unannounced. You don't just bulldoze and walk into someone's home without their permission. You need permission to enter. It's your business. It's your life. I need permission to enter into your thought space. That's your most intimate space. So I ask permission to enter because sometimes you might be asking for advice and sometimes you might be asking for for who knows what, right? So it's with your coaches. What she's speaking to is, I don't even share your numbers or any of that without asking your permission. There are coaches who betray your privacy to get new clients. That's not fair to you. You might not want nobody to know I'm your coach. I'm cool with that. But some of you champion being that's cool too. Does it make sense? So I asked, I asked, hey, is it okay if I share this? Hey, you sent me a, she sent me a screen, uh, text message on something. I said, hey, is it okay if I share this? Is it okay if we add this to our testimonials? Everything we do should have integrity in it. If it's a vulnerable moment where they trust you because of the relationship, why would I betray that trust from a text message or a personal conversation and turn that into a way for me to manipulate her situation to get clients? Hey, is this something that's between us or can I share this to help someone else? Hey, is it okay if I coach you on that? Is that helpful? I'll say this last thing as, as we wrap up, and, and it's, it's a real story. So I was in, in the hunt for a new CPA. And y'all know when somebody manages your money, that's a, that's a secret and private thing, right? Because I'm not a person, I don't market based on money and things of that nature. Like, you don't see me doing that. I don't have a problem with other people doing it. That's just not what I do, okay? Somebody go upside your head about stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Come see about you. But I show up to the meeting, and when I get there, my man says, Guess who I got in my office today? Marcus Y. Rosa. So I'm about to go over his numbers, you know, seven-figure business owner. So if you're a coach and entrepreneur too, you definitely want to get in there. I was like, as soon as I said it, I already knew the answer was no. Like, we're not working together. Because what happens when you're actually doing my numbers and you turn your screen? This is what one of my clients made and this, 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 and this. Same happened early days when Airbnb was, like, really popping. Like, when it first started, I show up. To a place to try to see if I, I wanted to get it. And the girl who was showing me the place, 
Y'all already know one of my clients just pulled up. We have to, we have to learn, yo. These are such evasive things. You got to know when to do what. I come from consulting space and corporations. You don't get to do all that stuff. My, my wife laughs and gets mad because, like, we were in Miami. This is, like, I'm on, I'm on my soapbox. We was in Miami about to ride jet skis. And the guy said, hey, um, do you mind going ahead and tagging me? I said, so how much? Uh, he's, so he followed me on social media. like, man, you got a nice follow. Do you mind tagging me? I was like, so how much are you taking off on the price? He said, what you mean? No, no, to, to let other people know they can ride it. I understand it. That's marketing. That's me marketing your business. So how much are you taking off on the price since I'm marketing your business? He's like, no, you're just tagging people about your experience. Yes, and I'm telling them to come spend money with you. Right. How much are you taking off on the price? Now, some of you might think that's being rude. No, I am not. Because you're asking me to, I don't know the course and quality of your business. So you're asking me to validate and to give you influence and credibility and to put my name on something that I can't validate. We have to realize we are a business. Our integrity matters. Who we connect with matters. Does that make sense? Yeah. So as we wrap up, ladies, can you tell them how to connect with you and what's next for you? So you can connect with me. My main page is Instagram. So it's at the T-H-E Jasmine with a Y, not an I. Reynolds underscore on Instagram. And what's next is I'm about to change my offer again. So we're going to work on that <laughs> messaging. So I'm going to change it again because being here made me realize. Um, and, and let me say this. Every time I work with Marcus, for real. No, no, this is why, though. This is why. Because I've realized with working with him, my true gifts, like the depths of it. And I market social media, but what I do can go across all platforms because how I do it for my clients. And I realized that on the first day, and I was talking to Elle and Melissa about it, and I was talking um, at our Cashel at our um, event that we had that night. So because I've gotten even more clear and I want to make even more impact, I got to switch again. But I'm in the right place to do it, and I'm confident and comfortable in doing it. He just did it. Why I can't do it? So that's what's next for me, um, and I'm ready to do. I hope he get. I hope he. I don't get on his nerves because I'm. I'm here. Okay. Y'all, y'all see what they put me through, and I blame you. I blame you. All right. Tell them how they can connect with you and what's next for you. Um, you can connect with me on IG at Melissa D White. Um, on all platforms, Melissa D White. What's next for me is building more stages for other people. Um, that's so important to me because I so resonate with what you said. Like, it's one thing for me to stand here and hold space, but I have to make room for everybody connected to me to come. So it's, it's no fun if I'm in these countries by myself. I need to take more of my team with me. Last thing that's um, new for me is it's one thing to make money. It's another thing to keep, sow, and grow your money. And so right now, I really want to double down on how to be wise. That, that money rehab. That, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was it. That was like, it. I'm telling you, like, you could take everything you learn, but if your money mindset not right, it's not going to matter. So, yeah. That's I it. love it. I love it. Brittany Bottini, tell them how they connect with you and tell us I'm in all their Google searches already. <laughs> uh, I'm at Brittany Bottini on everything. Um, Facebook is my drug of choice. I know I sound like an old white man, but... Um, I, <laughs> I just love her. <laughs> um, but I am working on Instagram a little bit more. Um, 
I'm even on that little thread thing now. Okay, I saw, <laughs> as soon as it popped out, I was like, team, make me a thread. <laughs> um, so for me, what's next is finishing this building. This is a real manifestation of what I've built in my life. Um, my online businesses, it's very easy for people to discredit what I'm doing because they can't see it. They can't touch it. They can't feel it. And having a 10,000-square-foot building in my hometown that people can walk into and seeing the manifestation of the hard work that I've put in over the last six years is incredible. It is also the scariest thing that I have ever done in my life. Um, but I'm learning so much about being a, a woman in a man's world <laughs> and learning so much about how I, th I thought I knew everything that there was to know about business before I started this project. And I have learned so much since then and everything that I've learned in my online businesses, moving that into this space. I'm, I'm super excited for the future. And uh, I'm having a gala, a grand opening at my building, so y'all should jump on uh, and, and get you a ticket. Because I'm going to have dancing ribbon dancers hanging <laughs> from the ceiling, ice sculptures. Oh, yeah. Hendersonville, North Carolina has never seen it. Okay? <laughs> I'm bringing Miami to the mountains. Okay? Uh, I'm going to show them what I've seen out in the world. And they're going to be like, this girl's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you clap it up for the ladies of the mob? Clap it up, clap it up. Clap it up, clap it up. DJ, give me some music. <laughs>